traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Hey, Dinesh D'Souza, welcome back. How are you? And thank you. Hey, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. I'm very excited about the book. It's a kind of a nice compliment to the film. The two of them really go together. Um, and the book has a lot of detail that you can't possibly put in a film. Also, the book is now coming out five months after the movie. And so I've been able to take stock of all the, the critiques and the so-called debunkings from Liz Cheney and Bill Barr. And all of them are duly slammed in the book. Okay. Well, beautiful, beautiful. And it was one of those rare movies. I looked at my watch and I didn't want it to end. I, I get that feeling, I would say, once every 50 movies and this was one of them, so I look forward to the book. Um, by the way, how, is there anything we can do about it? I mean, the 2020 election, I mean, whatever actually happened, it happened. Joe Biden's the president, and there's not much we can do about it or even should do about it. Or what do you think? Well, I do think that I would be – I would feel good if there was a just a reckoning about the truth. You know, it's kind of like – if you have a guy who's accused of, of being a rapist and he says, well, you know what? The statute of limitations has passed. There's nothing you can do. And I'm like, yeah, but there's new DNA evidence. And I'd at least like to know the truth. So I'm more than willing to move on. But I'd like to move on knowing what actually happened. And that's really what 2000 Mules, both the movie and the book, are aimed at doing is they want they want stand for the truth regardless of all this stuff that is, you know, election denialism, blah, blah, blah. There's not a single debunking of this movie that stands up to the slightest scrutiny. Hey, can you do us a favor? Because the left always loves to say, well, 63, 63 judges said there's no merit, and, and, and they lost in court 63 times. Uh, well, number one, uh, there have been victories. There have been significant victories. But I believe you are – do you have a law degree? I don't have a law degree, but – Look, the, the cases you're talking about were by and large all filed in the immediate aftermath of the election. So essentially what the Democrats are saying is you should have caught us in the act. In other words, you don't have a, a, a runway of time to accumulate your evidence. If you couldn't do it by December of 2020 and certainly before January, well, game over. Biden is now inaugurated. End of story. Well, look, we're talking about four million minutes of surveillance video that True the Vote had to sort of process and go through. By the way, what's so amazing is that the states took this video. Evidently, no one looked at it. When I first saw the video, I'm like, no one in the country has seen this. These are election offenses and violations occurring in front of your eyes. They're on tape, and no one's even bothered to look at it. So think of the laziness of a guy like Bill Barr. He had the resources to do what True the Vote did. He didn't bother to do it. He just pontificates that the election was secure. And so there's been a real breakdown of accountability and, and, uh, and of our institutions that we're seeing across the board, but also in the area of elections. You know, Bill Barr being lazy, you're right. He even looks lazy. He just sat there, you know, during those hearings. Well, look, uh, there's nothing to this. He's just like, what do you want from me? But do you remember in the summer of 2020, he was passionate. And he said to Wolf Bletzer, 
Wolf, we're playing with fire. And for people to change the rules mid-campaign is flirting with disaster. People are playing with fire. And as a matter of logic, he said, it's open to fraud and abuse and coercion. What do you think happened to Bill Barr between that moment and, well, I haven't seen anything. Well, you know, he I think he must have made a calculated bet that his own future is more secure in siding with the January 6th committee against Trump than in sticking with Trump. I say this because when he appeared to testify before the committee, it was very clear that he was there to sort of do their bidding. And that's why when they brought up 2,000 mules, they, they carefully chose him to come in on that because, you know, he was sort of the, the, the election integrity guy, and he, they knew that he had said all that before. So then he comes forward and he makes a preposterous claim, which is he says, look, in a big city like Atlanta where you've got cab drivers and cars and joggers, there's no way to pinpoint these mules. And I'm thinking to myself, weren't you the head of the Department of Justice all this time? Isn't it true that law enforcement does exactly this all the time? Isn't it true that if you look at the charging documents for January 6th protesters, it says Mr. X was approximately 30 feet outside the front door of the Capitol, and Mr. Y was approximately 20 feet inside the front door, and isn't cell phone geo-tracking the way that they know this? Look, everybody should watch the movie and get the book. Uh, I am very much... I really want to devour this book. Can I ask you this? After the movie, did any of the mules come forward? Did people come forward and say, you said you're doing a bunch of, you know, people criticize this and you're responding to their criticism and you're addressing it. But what about new information? Did anybody come forward and say, hey, wait till you see this? Uh, Did that happen after the movie? Well, here's something interesting, and that is that we have a mule, as you know, interviewed in the movie. No mules have come forward since the movie, but uh, very recently in Florida, a black female Democrat who's run for office before has filed a complaint with the state of Florida saying that there's ballot trafficking organized by the Democratic Party in the urban areas of Florida in which they send out mules They pay them $10 a ballot, the exact amount, by the way, mentioned in the movie. And so she described this elaborate operation, and the Florida, the newly formed Florida election police are looking into it. So this is fascinating because you have a Democrat essentially outlining the precise, identical scheme laid out in 2,000 mules and confirming that it's true. But it's true outside an area we looked at. We didn't look at Florida, and she's saying the same thing's going on in Florida right now. You know, your movie was not embraced by the mainstream media, of course. However, it did very, very well. The people, the people wanted to see it, and the people managed to see it, even though there were some obstructions thrown out. And I am just appalled at the idea that how dare you question something as sanctified as the elections. Uh, Dinesh, I want to play you a clip that I saw. This is CNN yesterday. And listen to how they characterize the government's case against um, DePape and this Pelosi matter. And those of us who might have a question or two, because it doesn't seem as straightforward as they're saying. Listen to this. Cut 30. I think we need to stop calling them conspiracy theories. These are lies. These are just things that people are have made up and and are spreading. But that 911 audio may be critical to stopping some of it. Yeah, it it should stop it, but it won't. It won't stop the lies, right? And part of that we see is because 
some of the folks who are trafficking in this also have their suspicions about the FBI. And here we are talking about claims that are very clearly spelled out in a federal affidavit. A federal affidavit. It's in the affidavit. They're defending a 911 call they haven't even heard yet and saying that <laughs> it's, it's, it's astonishing to me. You know, they even gave O.J. Simpson, you know, the benefit of the doubt. You know, authorities allege such and such. Uh, <laughs> the allegation is such and such. They're treating this all as fact, Dinesh. What do you think it means? Well, look, the from the beginning, none of what has been put out makes any sense. Question number one, how did the guy sort of get through so easily? It's a Speaker of the House, no security, no surveillance. Um, how do you break into the Speaker of the House's house with such apparent ease? Uh, number two, uh, somehow Paul Pelosi takes this bathroom break, apparently having tricked the assailant. But notice something really odd. He doesn't lock himself in the bathroom. He makes the call. By the way, he doesn't say he's being attacked. He says, oh, come do a wellness check on me. And then he marches right back out. Um, and he tells, we know this from the recording, they want us to pay attention to evidence. I'm paying attention to the police evidence. He knows the name of his attacker, and he calls him a friend. Now, the attacker wasn't with him in the bathroom. He didn't have to, to tell lies just to appease the attacker. So all of this really doesn't add up. Um, and I think we have a well-founded distrust of these narratives. I mean, most of us believed these narratives 10 years ago, but we've been lied to so much by so many institutions that we reasonably now say, listen, you've got body cam footage. You supposedly have surveillance footage. Let's see it. And you know what? I thought it was the American way to question authority. You know, CNN, c cable news network, you know, a lot of people like you just if you're not actively seeking out conservative content, you're going to flip on the news and believe this stuff, that this is the way it is, and that somehow we're renegades, conspiracy theorists, and in, in, in saying, wait a second, that doesn't make sense, this doesn't make sense. So much of the confusion, as you know, was kind of brought on by the police themselves. Uh, the police. Yeah, and, you know, look at 2000 Mules for a second. If you read the AP, the Associated Press fact check, the writer of that fact check, Ali Swenson, says, Dinesh claims that there are mules wearing gloves, but it was really cold in Georgia in the winter of 2021. Now, if you see the movie, you know right away that this is stupid because none of the mules are wearing woolen gloves or leather gloves for the cold. They're wearing latex gloves, which they immediately discard after the ballots go in the box. But it takes you seeing the movie to know that. If you're an ordinary gullible guy, you just read the fact check. You go, man, this film has been totally refuted. But <laughs> so this is brazen lies and dishonesty on the part of the fact checkers. They're relying on their audience not to see the movie. And those so-called fact checkers, you know, they have squandered. Journalists have squandered the one thing they had going for them, which was time. They have no expertise in almost anything. But they had a little bit of time to go out and spend four hours on a story, maybe eight hours on a story. They don't have that kind of time anymore. And they're all distracted uh, on Twitter, you know, making fun of uh, Trump people and making fun of Trump. They're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I just think that's a, a major development and failing of, of, of journalists and journalism. Hey, Dinesh, where were you born? I was born in, in Bombay, now called Mumbai, India, and I came to America at the age of 17. You know, one of the things I love, quite frankly, about being a conservative is it's so obvious, but 
We don't care where anybody came from or what they look like. It's about the ideas, and it's particularly infuriating to me when I hear this nonsense about, oh, the great replacement theory and these conservatives are afraid of people of color. You, sir, along with uh, Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro, you know, I mean, like Jews and people of color are some of the most valued, respected uh, kind of thinkers and movers in the conservative world. And it makes me angry when I hear that kind of nonsense. Have you noticed that and that there's a dissonance with what they're saying and what the reality is? Well, I mean, I can testify from a lifetime of experience that the conservatives and Republicans are the least racist people in America. It's only when I'm in liberal precincts that people start saying things like, you know, deport Dinesh. And so, in other words, the, the racism comes out very easily when you're dealing with people on the left. On the right, it's the opposite. And I've been in, you know, I'd say center to far right precincts over the last 30 years. I've virtually never seen it. So the liberal description of the conservatives and the Republicans is absolutely a case of projection. It's the way they feel, not the way the conservatives actually are. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are very grateful that uh, you made this movie and you made the book, 2,000 Mules. Uh, get it soon. Hey, actually, has there been any pushback? Can we get this on Amazon? Is everything, are they giving you a hard time? No, I think the book is doing just fine. It's Amazon, it's Barnes and Noble. And of course, if you haven't seen the film, you must see the film because there's surveillance video evidence in the film that can't go in the book. So the film and the book are kind of a nice one-two punch and will make you a, well, a very dangerous American. (laughs) We love it. Dinesh D'Souza, the one and only. Uh, Many, many thanks, sir. Thank you. All right. You bet. Uh, What a guy. What a brain, too. What a brain.